am a vampire. We talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it is good anymore or not. I am Andrew, and with me is someone who is known as a soft napper. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a joke for people who follow Liza on Instagram. That's right. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you're a loser. You're a uh, loser. and I'm a soft napper as of today. Very soft. Uh, Andrew, I didn't know you learned how to play the guitar, and now we know how to harmonize and sing? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep, that is the big news for today. I played that live on the podcast. Uh, Acoustic acoustic style. style. My new name is Ansi Pans, I think is the name of my new band, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, So, yes, Liza, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Welcome to you as well, yes. co-host. Thank you. And Liza, we have a guest. And we do. We do. <laughs> You're surprised. Where are they? Uh, they're, they're not in my living room. Actually, if you uh, y- if you look to your right, that's, that's Taylor. That's a snake. And <laughs> Taylor is our guest. Hi, Taylor. Whoa. I, I'm Hello. not calling Taylor a snake. Just uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Okay, we're starting this off on a very contentious start, and apparently Liza thinks that Taylor's a snake. Yeah, that's anyway, okay. Welcome, Taylor. Thanks for coming over yeah. to the interwebs. Yeah, thanks for having me in my own living room, and you're all in your own rooms. <laughs> yeah, that's the new way to host. It's like the cool way. It is the cool way. All these like suckers who are like still meeting in these studios and like spreading, being super spreaders, those are big losers. Yeah, they're like uh, not the cool kids. They're like, ew, yuck. They're definitely ew, yuck. (laughs) And not cool. Uh, Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. (laughs) Sounded a little delirious. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're recording a little later than we usually do. So if, if, uh, if there's some delirious we're a bit loose, in. you know. Yeah, we're a little bit loose. This is Throwback to School After Dark, um, where we will <laughs> talk about uh, the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and also vampires. Yeah, we yes. will talk about Nessie and we will talk about Bigfoot and we will talk about vampires. Um, and werewolves. Don't forget. And, and, hot, and hot werewolves. Yeah. Put an asterisk by that, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, we'll go back to that. (laughs) So circle back. We'll circle back. Taylor, one of the things we like to do, um, you have mentioned to me in real life that there was an incident in your life that has made it so you don't actually recall a ton about your high school. But when when did you go to high school? Uh, I would have gone to high school between the years of 2008 and 2012. And so where in the country did you go to high school? I went to high school in a town called Swanee, Georgia. So uh, it's actually a very nice city, but it's a little small. Uh, It's about 45 minutes north of Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm from the South. 
the South. The deep South. Were you born in Georgia? I was born in Florida. Okay. I was born in Pembroke Pines, which is about 45 minutes north of Miami. So my whole life has been just me living 45 minutes away from large cities that other people have actually heard of. Does that mean you live in Linwood now? <laughs> no, I do actually now live in Seattle. Okay. <laughs> it's first time in the big city. No, Ooh. I actually lived in Atlanta for five years and where it's where I went to college. Uh, and then I moved to to Seattle all three years ago now. That Welcome. Rocks. And part of the allure of you coming to Seattle was to be close to Forks, correct? Truly, you have honestly no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is this real? So the allure was mostly for a job. Uh, I mean, Mostly, as in like 99.9% of it was because I got a job out here. And I was like, okay, great. I'll move out there. But there was like 0.1% where I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the place where Twilight was set. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I was just so into it. I had no idea where Forks was, but I knew it was in Washington. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. And how many yeah. times have you been to Forks since you've uh, come here? Uh, zero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm was planning on maybe going sometime soon depending on how you could balance that with trying to not do too much travel right now and being safe uh so it's in the works uh me and a couple of friends who are all actually also from georgia we're maybe going to go out to forks and rent a cabin and watch all the twilight movies uh and we were planning this like back in like June or July. So this is before uh, Andrew reached out and asked if I had any interest <laughs> in what I would talk about. And I was like, I'm going to make you talk about Twilight. <laughs> well, you're going to have to come back after you visited Forks and see if it met Report the back. need. Yeah. Yeah. But truly just being uh, in, e- even though like Seattle is like a big city, like going like roughly 30 minutes in any direction kind of puts you in the same like twilight setting uh anytime i go hiking i feel like i'm in one of the like scenes of the movie so it's also i mean so forks in in some really beefy glistening dudes just walking about anytime i like turn around like a bend i'm just kind of like waiting for like a beefy porcelain looking man just glowing in like the like shafts of light yeah Probably running up and down the tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's also um, the the relation of Forks to Seattle that they show in the movie. I mean, Forks is, uh, in relative to Seattle, is like north and west. And mm-hmm. there's a scene, uh, I know, Liza, you didn't see it because you didn't uh, watch the fifth movie like I did today. Um, but there is a scene. Was that, that the, that wasn't the assignment. Was not the you assign- did some extracurricular? I, I did extra credit. She's already your friend. Like what? <laughs> Taylor, what are you, you hear that? trying to get one. at, man? Liza didn't. Um, You're such a teacher's pet. The there is a scene where she drives into Seattle. This is another. The, uh, we talked about it in the a really early episode with Sheriff Jade about uh, Eclipse about how there's a scene where she just goes to Florida and in like, a minute and like gets a gift from her just to get a gift from her mom and then flies immediately back to Seattle. Um, but there's a scene in this one where she's like, she drops off her daughter with her dad and says like, I'm going to go run an errand and then drives into (laughs) Seattle, but is (laughs) arriving from the South and East of Seattle. Like she's clearly coming from I five. Um, 
into the part. The, where the you same see... happens in the movie that we watched, that I watched, where they go to Italy in via car. That's right. Do they know where Italy is? Do I... you not know how? Car no, they fly to Italy. Italy. They're they... in a car the whole. Yeah, there's a they're, scene. Visually, they're in a car. There the is a time. scene where they do show an airplane, and the only reason why I know this is because, or why I remember this so clearly, is because. I watched these on Amazon Prime, and you know how like they have like the little tidbits of information. X-rays. Uh, one of the tidbits of it, really, what it was is like throughout all five movies, it would just be like, "Hey, here's what they got wrong in this scene," or like, "Here's something they like totally messed up." <laughs> and so, like, one of the things they messed up was that they had taken a, a film of an airline that doesn't travel to Europe <laughs> as their as the plane. That goes from Seattle, presumably from Seattle. Yeah, (laughs) it was something like Virgin America, and it was like that doesn't go to Europe. (laughs) Nice. It's a plane, but yes, they are in the in a car for a while. Um, They're really good travelers. There is a yeah the the amount that like apparently they circumvent the globe. Or, you know, just drive in the opposite direction to get to Seattle from Forks. Like, it. I mean, whatever. Like, there are movies that, you know, wink, wink, take place in Seattle that just don't, like, you know, like Grey's Anatomy. It's like a, a, a hospital that doesn't even closely exist in Seattle. So I was I was impressed in, in I also watched the first Twilight, Liza. Um were they what are you why like what what is the goal i'm gonna be the favorite host liza i'm sorry um well we'll the only way i can do that is not through my personality but just doing more work than other people um (laughs) but they do get the name of the county right like i you know there's always the the danger of like oh uh forks exists in like seattle county or you know whatever like they'll just make up a name for something and they got kitsap county right which i was pretty surprised about pleased with Mm. yeah it's like it was written while google existed (laughs) (laughs) all right so did, like so was gray's anatomy but they can't possibly be bothered to like get the names of like parts of the town right it's they're like i'm going to tacoma <laughs> yeah, do alley. You want anything? <laughs> i'm going i'm going to Puyallup to get some coffee do you want something <laughs> hey, i'm gonna run a quick errand to a city that's like three hours away yeah. i'll be right back yeah oh my grandma lives in spokane i'm gonna go take my lunch break and talk to her <laughs> um so taylor how did you do you do you recall how you came across twilight when you were alas i think i do so uh andrew you kind of alluded to this earlier but i'm happy to share why i there's so little of what i remember about (laughs) my childhood it's because i received or i had a very severe concussion when i was like a sophomore in college and it was like the kind where i was out for a solid amount of time such that like I woke up on the ground and people were around me and I had no recollection of the rest of of, like earlier that day or anything and it was pretty bad and I'm really lucky that I haven't had any like repercussions from that aside from a memory loss (laughs) of I truly don't remember that much from before then 
Um, so I, so Andrew is like, oh, do you want to be a guest and talk about something that you liked in high school? And I'm like, I'm sure I liked a lot of stuff in high school, but for whatever reason, Twilight's the only thing that survived <laughs> in my memory. So, um, so I think, I believe what happened was, I think I had, I think I recall a friend who had, was reading them. And she suggested I read them. And so this is just like one of my friends that we were like doing tutoring or something. And she was just like, oh, have you read Twilight? And I was like, no. And she said, like, you should read it. And so I was very easily influenced. So I said, okay. And then I read them all. Did you, were you reading um, fantasy type stuff before? Or? So... Uh, well, you yes. don't, maybe you don't know. I don't. Or I know don't. I read The Hobbit multiple times when I was in like fifth grade, but I'd never, never read any of the other Lord of the Rings. Um, and honest, I always loved like fantasy as like a child, and I was always like pretty into it. Mm-hmm. So I think like the Twilight series is a pretty easy like. Uh, there's there's an easy on ramp into it. Uh, I kind of like bought into it pretty quickly, and I enjoyed them. Did you binge all the books? Uh, so I was reading them at a time when not all the books were out. So oh, okay, I, she, she was still writing them. Yeah, she was still writing them. So I think I started reading them in. So I think the first book was published in two thousand and six, and I think I started reading them shortly after, like around two thousand seven. So. Um, yeah, so I didn't binge them, but I definitely read all of them and kind of was following along with things as they were being, as they were released. Uh, and I did go to the midnight premiere of Twilight, uh, with like a friend or two and my mom. Uh, yeah. Was your mom, um, owing you one or? No, I think my mom was kind of into it. Did she owe you one? (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't taking, she wasn't taking one for the team. I think she enjoyed them. I think she liked it. Did you do that with the other movies too? Did you go to midnight premieres of all of them? With your mom? No, because I hated the movie Twilight. Oh, all right. The yeah. f- the f- only you okay? All right, let's unwrap this burrito. Yeah. I actually uh, had I actually wrote out a list of goals for this podcast session, and they were. One, to influence the opinion to give the Twilight series a second chance and to provide a perspective that laymen who have not read the series may not have heard before. (laughs) Goal number one. Goal number two, I want to make people laugh. So I think we're we're doing good there. And then goal number three is I want this experience to be an emotional roller coaster. Wow. So those are my goals. Watching it or listening to this episode? (laughs) Both. Both and. <laughs> okay. I don't think we've had uh, somebody come in with stated goals on the podcast yeah. before. I'm an intentional human being. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know anybody that organized in in thought. I mean, I, I wrote them down while Andrew was plugging things into his computer, so. Yeah, I think the closest thing we had was the hit list that Jillian had in that one episode where she had like a list of grievances that she wanted. You mean to... her burn book of me? Her burn yeah, book of I you remember. And... Well, it was you and Alex. It wasn't just she... you. Okay. I mean, okay. A, lot of, a lot of it was directed at you, but. Let's play that tape, please. For sure. The record. sure. Yeah, can't confirm. I just listened to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I'm glad you didn't come with your own burn book of me. That's no. very nice. No, not at all. Although you did call me a snake earlier, so. That's true. Um, <laughs> We're getting one started. I guess I need to invite a friend over that will have a goal list that will be to burn Andrew to down me. to the ground. It's not that yeah. hard. My feelings are hurt very easily, and um, there's a I have lived a very right. uh, stupid life, so there's... It's, <laughs> Set myself a reminder on my phone yeah. for the next step. We can have your sister on and she can just decimate me in like <laughs> five minutes. And then like the two of you can talk about like charmed or something. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> just like let me, I'll turn off my mic and just be sobbing in the corner while the two of you are like, oh, Lori, it's so nice to see you. And I'm just like, oh, God. I mean, I think it'd be entertaining if the mic was on and we could hear you cry, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so as long as my misery is also recorded, we can do this. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Very cool. Um, so you did not like the first movie. Mm-mm. Um, did you continue to you... see them regardless? I, I believe I did. I know I watched at least the first three movies i'm not sure i believe i watched the fourth and i know i never watched the fifth until this uh, week until this last day. week oh. <laughs> when i binged all five of them in the course of like 24 hours <laughs> oh my god i i mean i also like there's a there's like a, a I watched all the Hobbit movies despite not liking the first Hobbit movie very much. And like, it was just sort of like a, well, either they will eventually get better or I'm going to feel very unsatisfied that I never watched these movies, even though they are like diminishing returns right up to the end. Um, I assume it's probably the same thing with you and Twilight that just like at a certain point, maybe they will get closer to the books or the quality will come around well actually the reason why i never watched the last movie was because i was so pissed off reading the fourth book <laughs> that i didn't want to watch the last movie um so yeah i don't know i mean i do like the series and i did really like the series and i know i read all of it but there were lots of it that really really pissed me off <laughs> what about honestly are not even really that big of a deal but <laughs> i just got so angry about certain things <laughs> what about the the fourth book made you so mad on honestly the first thing that really pissed me off in the fourth book was that they named their child renesme <laughs> i remember being so mad about that i was like what the hell kind of name is Renette, I was so pissed off because they just like taken their mo their mother's names and combined them into a new name, and I was just like, "What kind of stupid nonsense?" Oh, I didn't even catch that. That was I just thought they had like a fanciful vampire name. No, then... it's Bella's mom's name is Renee, and Edward's vampire mom's name is Esme. Oh my god, <laughs> Renesme. Was the writer um? just 12 bored I, so 
I actually, so I, I was talking to Andrew about this earlier, but I went through today because I was like, all right, I, ne- I haven't read the books in so long, but I need to make sure I can answer questions about these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I like went through and reread like some of the FAQ on like Stephanie Meyer's website and everything. And I had not known this. So this is something I learned today, but she, when writing, she couldn't pick a name. She was just kind of like, well, I'm not going to name a vampire human baby Ashley or like I couldn't find like there was no normal name so I just made up a name that I thought would honor like the women like the mothers in their lives uh-huh. so I guess that's cool but I still think it's a stupid name it's a, it's a very clumsy portmanteau and like it's yeah it, it like it it feels like she was just like looking around and saw two like that just was like Renee Esme Renee Renee Esme uh, Renee Esme. yeah yeah yes I did it yeah. yeah, I mean the the it sounds like the intention was maybe fine, but maybe once she wrote it down, she should have been like, oh wait, no, maybe not. That's maybe Ashley is not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, two, what's funny is that I think I believe in the books, nobody makes a comment about how weird the name is, <laughs> which is also something that infuriated me. And people are just kind of like, oh, it's beautiful or whatever. At least that's how I remember it. But in the movie, when they say the name, people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Giving some. So, that was nice. Some... Maybe that was yeah. like improv on set where they like, let's not show them the script, and then they find out the name on camera, and there's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So huh? there was that, and like, I think like Rosalie was the only one who was like, it's a beautiful name, and everybody else was like, are you sure you want to name your kid that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Liza, for the show, you did the uh, the minimal amount of work, uh, and you watched. New Moon, which I also watched. I wouldn't call that minimal. I mean, you, I would. You I would say go beyond beyond the minimum required, which was the minimum required is showing up. Okay, <laughs> and <laughs> and I've already watched a Twilight movie for this podcast. It'd be very funny, so by the way. I've, just, not, I've been beyond minimum already. Just as an aside, if you decided to send in like a taped, like a pre-taped. Uh, comment and like you didn't even show up for the podcast and you're just like a speech yeah here's my five <laughs> minutes on new moon that would be the minimum and it'd be very funny for you to do that but i i did write uh more notes that i've ever written in my entire life <laughs> wow. and i and i have a four-year grad, graduate degree or <laughs> undergrad degree so like there's a lot of thoughts I'm uh so we don't excited. have to go through every single one of them uh but uh yeah my first note about new moon is i would just like to say there has never been two characters who i think throughout the movie i'm just utterly convinced are just horrible for each other like they are so toxic for each other like she's like i need to put my life in constant danger to like get his attention and then when he thinks she's dead, he's like, well, I guess I'll just go kill myself in front of a thousand people. And it's just like, <laughs> these two people are so, it's such a weird, toxic relationship. But like, it's not, pre- it's presented as like, love. Oh, they just love each other so much. But that was the main takeaway I had from the movie. Liza, I'm very curious about your list of, I'm sure compliments about the movie. <laughs> so my first my first question is do they in the book if that you recall do they um 
are they that obvious about the parallel between uh, Bella and Edward with uh, Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they start this movie. So we watched New Moon. That was the minimum required for this episode. Um, we New Moon. And in New Moon, they start from the get-go. They're in class and the it's English class, I guess. And they're mm-hmm. not reading the play, but watching uh, the movie, ver- one of the movie versions of Romeo and Juliet. And because Edward is a million years old, he knows the play by heart and can recite it he knew Romeo um, in real life which i guess is attractive i don't know if i were in high school and some boy started reciting romeo and juliet i would be like a nerd like, <laughs> who does that in high school he already looks like he's 55 like what the fuck it's so weird and the whole class is like Ooh, so broody. And the teacher is like, well, at least he was paying attention. Bare minimum. Um, I'm going to anyway. I'm going to uh, decidedly not uh, take offense to that as the person in high school who, when we were reading Shakespeare in English class, put a lot of flair into my readings out loud. But you were um, a theater kid. People knew you as a theater kid. It went with like what people knew you knew about you. They don't know anything about this guy who's weird. I mean, they all. I think everybody knows who he is. They just don't know him personally. Not like Bella knows. He's him. mysterious. Mm. He's brooding and mysterious, and no girl is good for him except this weird little pasty white girl who just moved to town. But uh, also, but also, like he's. I think one of the you're right I think they are toxic to each other I think what's even more uh disturbing to me watching this is how manipulative he is and how uh destructive to herself she is like they're destructive to each other but there's another layer that both are destructive to her specifically all the time yeah mm-hmm. and I it disturbs me, especially because this is specifically written for young teenage female people. Yeah. Um, and and the movies were also made for that demographic. I, I just, it, I don't know. It crawls under my skin. It's like, yeah, huge, it's more than a pet peeve. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So the reason why I, I wanted y'all to specifically watch New Moon is because this is the worst book, the worst movie, and they do such terrible things in this story that, as an adult woman <laughs> looking back on it, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but as oh, and this is a uh, part of my preparation. This probably won't this won't translate well on podcast audio, but I'm just dropping a picture of myself in high school in the chat on Skype. But to that t-shirt, that's awesome. To that girl right there sitting on that bed with her what is that fingerless gloves and mm. a pair of jeans, which fun fact, I did not wear shorts at any point. My first entire year of high school. Why? I don't know. I wore jeans all the time and I lived in Georgia, which like it's a is hot degrees. as hell. It's hot as hell. You like you're inside and you're melting. 
But regardless, when I was like younger, I was reading it. All it read to me was that kind of like really fast fall in love. Like this is it. This is real. You know, those like when you're a teenager and you've got the hormones going crazy, I guess. Like you really do kind of sometimes think like that. You think like, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going to marry this person. Like, no, you're usually not. Sometimes you are, but usually that doesn't happen. And, but you invest so much into it and people become like your whole life, like your friends and your significant other. So when I was younger reading these things, I didn't read them and was like affected in a way where I was like, this is what relationships are like. I read this as like, because, because what's interesting too, is that Twilight very clearly has a, and particularly New Moon, there's a parallel to Romeo and Juliet. And what Romeo and Juliet do also doesn't make any goddamn sense, like as an adult. Like you look back on, you're like, what the, what are you, child? Like (laughs) They're also supposed to be like 12 and 14. Yeah. And children. Yes. They're, they're young, tiny children, babies. (laughs) And, and, and like, when you are in high school studying Shakespeare for the first time, like that is some of the finest literature you've come across, or at least that's how it's taught. Mm-hmm. And so you have this parallel between Shakespeare's like Romeo and Juliet and what happens there. And then a very clear parallel in what's happening in Twilight. Um, and what's interesting is like Stephanie Meyer does a lot of uh, Shakespeare parallels. Like the last books are also kind of like a parallel of like the Merchant of Venice and stuff. So there's like a weird thing where it's like, oh, I'm 15 years old and Romeo and Juliet is the deepest love story I've ever read. So here's Twilight, which is essentially the same thing, but written in a way that I can read it and understand it a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah, but for sure, this movie's terrible. This is the worst movie. I hate it. <laughs> well, I'm 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 glad that you wanted to share that love with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's interesting to me that you, uh, the thing about like teenagers being, um, infatuated with people and like, mm-hmm. it, you know, you're either 0% or 100. I, I agree that that's, that that happens. Um, and not even just like in romantic relationships, it's like anything, anything that like, a young person might care about is going to be at a 200% level and if they don't care then it's at minus 200% you know like extremes are really um obvious I watched the first movie when I was in high school I didn't read Mm -hmm. the books I watched the movie like way like maybe a year a year and a half after it came out because people were still talking about it and I was like well maybe I am missing on something like fine I'll watch it and I watched it by myself and I fucking hated it and I was just like (laughs) what is this garbage like why are why why am I not getting it why am I the only one that thinks this is garbage like it's I I don't like any of the characters it's poorly acted like all I had all the opinions about it and then I watched this one again today or or yesterday whatever the new moon one she he like pretends to break up with her because he they need to move because he's protecting her bullshit that that's like a thing that happens in movies and then she doesn't see that she doesn't understand she's very highly naive and like 
gullible. He even tells her, he's like, I lied and you ate that shade up. You're a fucking moron, basically, <laughs> yeah. is his tone. And I was like, oh, that's abuse. 101. Oh, you, Great. Uh, that's yeah, he, nice. He like, nags her. He's like, oh, you yeah. got that? That's so dumb. You're very dumb. And in any way, her, her heart is broken. And so she sleeps in the woods for about a week um, <laughs> because... I don't know. Depression? Don't I don't, forget, like, also, what is that supposed to say? She sits in front of her window for like three months also. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't move, doesn't change. No. Doesn't <laughs> Same even clothes. Te- there's no tears coming out of her eyes. It's just this like dead body, but like with crossed arms and dirty hair. Um and all I can think of is I might callous. And I <laughs> thought the same thing when I was a teenager. I was like, is there an issue with me that I would not like I don't understand the emotional turmoil that she's going through and all my girlfriends seem to think that this is like the ultimate like representation of how love is and I was like oh my god I'm broken inside and I (laughs) felt the same again yesterday I was like wait I don't understand this is not making me feel anything and I cry at everything I like I I think that the 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 fact that you are having like an emotional disconnection from Twilight (laughs) is actually a sign of your maturity more than like (laughs) a brokenness inside of you like yeah as uh, as a, a person who also cries at everything, including like healthcare commercials, even though like, the healthcare <laughs> system is like totally fucked up, and like co- like commercials for like Coca Cola, like I, everything makes me cry, and like yeah. there was never nary a moment watching Twilight where I was like, this is getting it's getting me close, like nothing, like I yeah. you know I have like uh, the Avengers makes me cry, you know, and like and like this there was nothing in this that I was like. Oh, wow, that was that was pretty, you know, that got me pretty deep. Like, you know, uh maybe it's not fair, but like I just watched the new Little Women and like there's uh, I Oh my gosh, why are you mentioning that beautiful movie in this episode? And there's there's, par- no there's a lot of parallels between you. Little Women and Twilight. If you really think about it, Joe's kind of <gasps> like Bella, am I right? Um but like th- that movie I cried like ma- through like maybe half of the movie just because like one there's sad parts, but it's just like a beautiful movie. But there's nothing in this movie, especially New Moon, that is even, like, gets close to, like, mm-hmm. you know, something that's, like, tugging at your emotional heartstrings or anything. So The nothing- only closest thing I had was when they briefly in one sentence mentioned that um, Harry, the dad's best friend, oh, yeah. hunter guy, got killed. Yeah. They don't even show it. They don't show anybody in his family. They just briefly mention it. And I was like, no, not Harry. And no, he's in this movie a minute. Yeah, he, gets, he gets knocked over in the woods. Die. Yeah, he gets knocked over in the woods, Liza. Yeah. I thought, but I... But they, they show him die. had a heart attack. Yeah. They was, show that, him... was that to cover up? No, that was just his death. Like, that. He, they did show him. They did show him die. Oh. I, mean, I got confused because they said that he had a heart or, attack. And so I was just like, are they, like... Anyway, it's that was funny. the only part that I felt bad for it's, anybody. In that yeah, movie. that was sad. It's funny that in a series, and uh, Taylor, I was texting you when this happened because I watched when I was watching the fifth one. There is a part in the movie where they have like this huge vampire fight, 
And the way that vampires... Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ever, for, anybody who hasn't seen the fifth movie, yes. don't listen. Yeah. Uh, if you are planning... You gotta seeing, go in. If you're <laughs> Not planning seeing Breaking Dawn Part 2 uh, after listening to this, please ignore this part. There's a huge vampire <laughs> fight and like vampires mm-hmm. are like ripping each other's heads off. They're ripping arms off. Like, it's awesome. It's There is a full like... One of the vampires grabs another vampire by the teeth and then like tears off the top part of their head. And I was just like, this is this has turned into almost like it's not like bloody because you know, like when vampires die in this, they they just like turn into crystals or something. They don't bleed. Um but this has turned from like, you know, uh uh Harry getting knocked over in the woods and like dying to like, well, are, are people really going to know this vampire's dead unless we like rip his face like in half literally? And the <laughs> amount of like the heightened stakes of like the violence in the movie. Well, wait, wait, wait. I do have one thing to say is that you are missing a very important factor of that scene, which is the two vampires that are ripping that guy's head off are the two sisters of the vampire that that guy had just killed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have two sisters literally ripping apart this other vampire as vengeance for him having killed their third sister. Their third sister, who was played by Shannon from Lost. Yeah. Oh. And, okay, also, sorry, Was Boone this, in there? This is a total aside, but <laughs> Remy Malik was in the last movie. Yeah, yeah that was, it was very funny. That's There's so weird. Thing. It's very funny. So the end of Breaking Dawn 2, they have, uh, I, I made this comment to Taylor, too. The, the end credits is, like, you know, the at the end of Avengers Endgame where, like, everybody, like, has their, like, signature and, like, this big, like, dramatic scene? They do that for every actor who's been in these Twilight movies. Like, everybody gets this, like, dramatic card with their name on it. And I, I was just, like, it is so fun. And, yeah, Rami Malek is one of the people who just, like, is in these movies. Anna Kendrick <laughs> is in these movies. Bryce Dallas Howard is in these movies. Like, there's so many people that are, like famous big actors that you're just like they're in this like rami mel goes on to play freddie mercury but he is like a, ra- a, a lee pace plays a vampire in the it's dakota fanning in the last movie Jane. i was just like what the <laughs> fuck is lee pace doing here playing like uh like uh just a you know like a kind of smart talking vampire yeah i think like the big thing that like so when i was more into twilight i was like reading the books read the books really liked the books up until the last one for more reasons we'll probably get into later but like i did really enjoy them like i didn't view like anybody as like something i should model myself after or anything like that but i thought they were entertaining and they were good also a big part of this might be because i wasn't allowed to read harry potter and i was excited to be reading something that was popular at the time so that's why were you not allowed to read harry potter uh i'm from georgia (laughs) no uh like there's a weird i mean i don't know if everybody knows this there's this weird thing about like there was like a period of time when the harry potter series was like pretty popular that there was this backlash in like essentially christian moms were just kind of like this is magic this is the devil this is influencing your children's minds to do witchcraft but not twilight correct so there's no magic uh, in Twilight. Uh, I, where is the logic? I don't. Sorry, I don't understand. I have heard of that. I yeah. honestly thought it was a myth. <laughs> I uh, thought it was a weird nope. thing that liberals <laughs> like to talk about. <laughs> nope. Well, I was there. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to read them. Still haven't fully read the series. But uh, 
yeah, I think there was also a part of it where I was like just excited to be reading something that was like pretty popular. And we could probably talk about the difference between Harry Potter and Twilight in Christian mom's eyes for like an hour. But <laughs> there is, I think, a difference, but we can talk about it later. What's well, the uh, I mean, like I growing up, I was allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I was not allowed to watch like Beavis and Butthead or South Park, which like there there are values in the simpsons that maybe don't exist in you know like beavs and butthead and south park but like they essentially use the same language it's the same like smart mouthed kid you know like talking back to adults that like the sort of stuff that like parents don't like about south park and beavs and butthead is like present in bart simpson so like it's probably the same thing where like you just hear something about Harry Potter and so like that's you know you glom onto that versus like Twilight may have been like new enough where like that had that sort of thing hadn't circulated yet and also like Harry Potter's not. All right I'll go ahead and just answer this question the real difference I think is uh, just from my experiences at least because I was also not the only person that I grew up with who wasn't allowed to do this but the difference is that uh, as far as the Christianity that I come from, magic is real, and it's not something to mess with, and it is oh. a doorway into, like, essentially, like, devil worship and hell and all of that stuff. Wow. So everything about Harry Potter, it's, it is about the magic, and it's because, like, there is a real, actual spiritual war being raged on a plane that we cannot see, like angels and demons are fighting over our mortal souls, and Harry Potter is demonic if you could do witchcraft. Wow. That's the difference. <laughs> Versus or is Twilight. the difference that there's uh, strong female characters in Harry Potter, but oh. not in Twilight? <laughs> Hit one on my bingo card. I have a hot take. <laughs> I have a hot take, and that is that Bella is actually an example of a feminist woman. I don't think she's necessarily a feminist icon. I would maybe go so far as that. But I do have some arguments that I would love to get into. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> so another reason I think that Twilight and the Twilight series really differs from Harry Potter is because Harry Potter is just fantastical. And like you can probably get like draw parallels to lots of things in Harry Potter. And I'm not going to pretend to try to talk about that because I don't know because I haven't read them. Uh, or all of them, rather. But with Twilight, there's a very, very clear, heavy religious influence in the books. Like, Bella uh, Bella and Edward wait until they're married to have sex. Like, Bella's a virgin when she gets married to a vampire. Um, <laughs> like, there are a lot of things that are going on that are pretty heavily influenced by Stephanie Meyer's religion, which Stephanie Meyer is, I believe, Mormon. Um, so there, there are a lot of, like, themes in Twilight that kind of match up with like for me and my background for that match up with like Christianity and stuff. So there's an argument like in the case of for Twilight versus Harry Potter in the realm of religion, it's that this really upholds a lot of those really, really important core values. Um, and Bella it like I've heard of this argument a lot from people where they just like are so pissed off at Bella and to be clear New Moon sucks like she's the worst she's so annoying she's equally as manipulative to like Jacob in the books as he is to her it's she's kind of like that whole section of this story is absolute trash in my opinion 
but it's important for a character development, I guess, yada, yada. And there's like the whole love triangle thing that she has to decide between, which you have to be able to develop Bella and Jacob's relationship in like New Moon in order to get there. But so Bella, like I've heard a lot of people argue like Bella is just this weak woman who like has people talk over her and they, like everybody just decides stuff for Bella. That is not at all true. Bella is like the driving character in this series she tells her story it's from her perspective she does actually make decisions she makes stupid decisions sometimes and like jumping off a cliff and almost drowning for one but also like she decides what to do so like there are multiple cases where edward like tries to get her or suggest something that i think jen generally would think is good edward is very adamant to her about how she should go to college he's like no you should go to college you should like go get it like go get educated like do these things and enjoy your life and then when you're done we'll turn you into a vampire and she's like no no thank you that is not what I want to do this is what I want to do um and she does that multiple times and I think the interesting thing is is that she is making a lot of decisions and she's actually forcing other people to go along with the decisions that she does make but the decisions she's making are non-traditional, like they're not tr like traditionally feminist decisions. Her decisions are, I'm gonna get married at 18, I'm gonna have this baby, I'm not gonna go to college, you're gonna turn me into a vampire. But those are decisions that she does actually make and people like, and not to say that Edward is some saint gentleman or whatever, he does some pretty shitty things as well, I'm not gonna argue against that. But I do kind of, like rail against this idea that Bella doesn't have agency because she does and she makes a lot of decisions she influences the entire plot and the entire storyline because it's it's her story essentially um yeah so I don't know do you think you feel strongly like that because of the books though I mean I don't read any of that in the movies yeah so I think that's like another thing is that all of these movies after watching them again like last week in particular it was very clear to me that these movies were made under the assumption that you had read the books they leave out so much stuff they don't explain a lot of things like random things will just happen and you're like what what was that like if you had never like read the books yeah like for example in the very very first movie like in Twilight, which uh, Liza, you've seen, so, uh, and Andrew, I guess you just recently watched it, but, like, in the very first movie, they very clearly show Bella, like, going to school, and everybody's, like, turning and staring at her, and, like, looking at her, and everybody knows who she is, and they don't ever explain it in the movie what is going on, Yeah. but the reasoning behind that, which maybe isn't super present in the books, but, like, Stephanie Meyer, like, she made that comparison of, like, you are coming from, like, a southern state that gets a lot of sun and you view yourself as like really pale and maybe pretty average and then you move to a northern state that doesn't get as much sun and you're essentially like the idea is like there's a different like standard of beauty I guess in like different regions so she moved from a region that I guess like oh like everybody's like really really tan and there's just a different like idea of what beauty looks like and Bella wasn't that beauty ideal where she was and when she moved to Forest Washington and her then her pale skin and her darker hair and stuff was like viewed as more attractive there I guess so like that's the reason behind that which is kind of shitty but it's still a reason um 
yeah, there's a lot of random things that happen in the movies that don't make any sense unless you've read the books. The read I got on that was much more like, any, like it always happens in TV shows when like a new kid comes to school, yes. like everybody yeah, is, a, is aware because like the school maybe is in like a small town and like Forks, Washington is not a big yes, city. Small. Uh, And so, like, it would be a change to status quo that an entirely new person, because, like, theoretically, all these kids who are now in high school together have gone to the same elementary school, the same middle school, and the same high school now. And then, like, a new person comes into town. It's like, it's almost like, whoa, a celebrity, you know, like this new. Yeah. She's also the daughter of the sheriff, which, like, (laughs) in a small town is basically being the daughter of the mayor. Like, that it's easy to remember who that person is right yeah i yeah i i don't recall the first movie that well because i saw it maybe like 10 years ago but um you should watch it again because it looks like everybody in every single scene is like on the verge of orgasm like at the end <laughs> it is the, true, like, uh, i'm all right thank you <laughs> the amount of people just, who everybody's like, face is like uh, yeah they're they like a bunch of people will like be talking to each other and all of a sudden they see bella and they just turn their heads and they're just like they're awestruck by her like just like yeah oh oh yeah they're like every guy is like into her every like the the two like characters that are supposed to be her guy friends and her friend group in the beginning of the movie both ask her to prom or whatever like that's like the that's supposed to be stephanie meyer's explanation for why everybody thinks bella is so hot but it's such well different regions of different standards of beauty and whatever so yeah, but there's like a lot of random stuff. Like, oh, like the shape, like the werewolf thing. So the were the werewolves are not werewolves because werewolves can't phase whenever they want. They only phase during the new moon. Like they're really big and weird looking. They have like more human like limbs and everything. And that's actually still true in the Twilight universe. Like werewolves are these big, huge, scary monsters that are kind of out of control. Um, monsters and the Kuyat tribe are shapeshifters oh. and the shape that they shift into are wolves and it's actually interesting because in the books one of the arguments that the Volturi has because like the Volturi at the very very end are just trying to invoke any fight that they can and that's one of the things that they bring up is like oh well they're aligned with werewolves and that's against our laws and like I forget what character it is, but one character said, like, actually, they're shapeshifters. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, uh, so, so can we I, oh, go ahead? <laughs> what I was gonna say is that what you explained, what you understood from uh, the character's like ability to make choices for herself in the books, um, I don't see that in the movies. Mm-hmm. that I've seen at all and I, now I've seen one two and three um and then this movie new moon the main theme that I'm reading and maybe the book and pr- probably the books are really different but at least from what they've decided to make the movies look like and feel like is she might be making decisions for herself but it, they're only showing the reasoning behind it is because Men are the only thing that will make Bella happy and fulfilled. And I don't think that's feminist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and so I think, I think like either whoever wrote the script or the producers or whatever, like whoever had their like feet in the pot 
to make the movies definitely were trying to just make that cheap romance and that cheap like teenage uh you know cash I don't know. So, yeah exactly like it it's easy without any depth or any strong like iconic characters that people can feel like they can go behind um and I like I think it's a shame especially if the books are deeper than that um, yeah but I don't I think mean, the movies are showing that at all yeah I agree I think I personally think the movies are terrible up until the last one uh so I honestly think the last one kind of rocks but uh all of them are pretty awful uh like Twilight the first one was terrible it pissed me off when I like went and saw it when I was into them like I just didn't like what they did or how they did it like there's a line in Twilight where sh- like Bella's on Edward's back and they're like gonna go running through the forest or something and literally he like she gets on his back and he turns to her like over his shoulder and he goes hang on tight spider monkey like (laughs) I remember that yeah what are you what are you okay anyways so like the movies are terrible (laughs) like I just like gave me goosebumps you saying it like that's so (laughs) gross like Like, can you imagine someone telling you that what are you like what run away I just, wanna, direction. I just wish I was like in the writer's room for like that scene and like all of the possible things they could have come up with for that because that line isn't in the book <laughs> oh that's a movie exclusive yeah that's a movie <laughs> exclusive yeah I wonder but, if they thought like if the 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 writers in the in the room are like this is gonna be like that one funny line because the movie like all the movies are pretty like angsty broody and they're like, we're just going to pop in some random, like, comic relief. I, I but then the actors yeah. can't, like, first, it's a shitty line. And second, the actors don't have the range, at least that maybe, um, what's his face? What's his name? Edward the, uh, or, uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, pa- Robert yeah, Pattinson. Pattinson. Maybe now he has range, but I don't yeah. think he did then to do that. And so, yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of lines, even in New Moon, that... I laughed out loud, but yeah. we're not meant as funny. Like yeah. they're just very yeah. poorly delivered. <laughs> um, they're now it's gonna be a quote in my household for probably the rest of the month <laughs> is you know what I want for my birthday? A kiss. <laughs> and she just like made this face with her she made this expression with her face that was like the confused emoji. Oh, and I'm so sad and, and Brian and I were like a month ago well, for your birthday. Did... <laughs> oh, yes, actually, wait. Speaking of birthdays, more reasons why I love this uh, love this series is that I have the same birthday as Bella. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> September thirteenth. Oh, they talk well, you know, about it. a lot of people that like Harry Potter because they have the same birthday as him. Yeah, like they talk because they talk about their wedding date and they think they either I think they said it a month before her birthday or something like that, uh, so that she's still a certain age. I don't really remember, but um, they like said it I think for August 13th and they say, Yeah, it's a month before my birthday, so I'll blah blah blah. And I was like, Because oh! I don't know anybody with my same birthday, so I guess that's another point in Twilight's like tally. Yeah. That's why I'm such a huge fan of Paris Hilton. It's because we have the same birthday. Well, there we go. See? Mm-hmm. Um, you and so, Paris, yeah. best for life. The, the thing I want to talk about specifically from New Moon 
<clears throat> and it is present in Twilight, the first one also, is Taylor Lautner's wig. <laughs> I mean, he does. Oh my God, I have a whole thing about that. It is Please go ahead. so funny. The, the, like, the, it could not look more fake, right? Like, the, the amount that it's just like, they just plopped a wig on his head. They did, there's no, like, effort to make it look like it's, like, shaped with his hairline or anything. It's just like, and uh, here's your wig. Okay, action. And it's just like, he looks so funny with the wig on. It's so funny because also the idea that like, oh, yeah, here are a bunch of people and a bunch of people are part of this tribe who all have pretty long hair and all like either braid it or do something with it or it's different in a different scene or something. But the idea that that this kid who in the books is supposed to be 16, but I think in the movies they're they like upped his age a little bit, but like he just always has the same cascading, always in the front, like yeah. thick black hair that he just doesn't do anything with. Is insane to me. Well, he does do one thing. He does pull the very top up into a little clip. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you've ever hung out, like, men wearing long hair is a thing. Mm -hmm. People do that. Men wearing long hair and clipping it with a fucking bobby pin. (laughs) That, like, points me to a real person you know that does that. (laughs) That is not typical. And honestly, there's already an underlayer of messed upness for the movie like hiring people to represent like native people that are not native like that's already a problem right mm-hmm. um they did hire two actors they're two older guys so i guess uh lot who plays lotton's lotner's dad and mm-hmm. then harry dies right yeah well, actually, there are uh, uh I because I looked this up because I was curious because I was like Taylor Lautner is not, and he, apparently he found out he had trace indigenous heritage oh, on his boy. mother's side or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, but yeah. Um, there actually that was one thing I was pretty surprised about because I was like, oh, this is like, let's look up how many people there were more uh people of like and like first people's descent that were representing them than I thought there were. Like I think oh, yeah. the woman who plays Leah and like a lot of the women in who are of uh, I'm Kuliet, I think is the name of the tribe. Yes. Uh, they are. Um, so there was more than I was expecting, minus like Taylor Lautner, who is not um well, unless you count like the very trace heritage. Uh and then uh, another thing that I was interested to see was like, oh, oh like how old are they? these people playing like 17 year olds and they were all actually pretty young like Robert Pattinson was 22 I think in Twilight which I was like oh this is younger than I thought it was and like Kristen Stewart was 18 when she was supposed to be like 17 or 18 and Taylor Lautner was also surprisingly like 17 or 18 like yeah I remember that I I was like oh I wasn't expecting this the part that we were laughing about is well one of the parts is uh (laughs) when he when so Taylor Lautner it is revealed that he's quote-unquote turning into a raw wolf but like you mentioned earlier it's not really what that is um but he's like becoming the creature and so he's being adopted into the group the like pack of people that so it's like and i think in the movie they are confusing about it maybe they explain it more in the books but they it's like there's this native tribe in that area of washington 
And within that tribe, there's obviously multiple families, but then you can have the gene in like a random person in your family can have the gene or whatever they say, however they want to explain it. And so he ends up being kind of adopted into this pack with other dudes and then the, the woman. Yeah. And a lot of the other dudes are also teenagers. Like you can yeah. tell the actors are really young. They're really lanky and awkward and um, very doofusy. Um, and then you have the 40 year old dude who's like <laughs> rounding yeah. them up Sam. every now and then, <laughs> yeah. like running in the woods naked. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like this is so weird. Yeah, then, I don't, I don't remember what's going on there. I'm sure I'm they so always explain it. Especially because they start by making it look like they're the bad guys and then they kind of, they try to make it flip on you and they're like, oh, it turns out they're just doing their thing and they have an old history with the vampires and truly the really bad guys are the Italians, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) With the red capes. Um, Anyway, it was funny and confusing. Yeah. Is it it New Moon where they like, where Bella gets brought into like the tribes like meeting, which is just insane to me. That I don't remember. No, there didn't... isn't there isn't anything like tribe specific in this movie. They in... like mention the the quil uh quilote quilote or however you say it, and um and then you see that pack family um with they just like randomly they're like don't stare at her and he's like why would I stare and then she has like the worstly done makeup scar on how oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a gorgeous woman and everybody is like I don't understand what are we tra- what are we like staring at what's happening yeah the story behind that which they probably said one sentence about in the movie but it goes a lot deeper is that Sam like lost his temper and like harmed her and like sc- permanently scarred her um just yeah, because you explain it? that's like uh Jacob's reason why he's not good for Bella. Yeah, everybody has a reason why they're not good for Bella. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, she knows yeah. how to pick them. Yeah, at least she, yeah. It's it's not a great series. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, uh, we're, so we're running a little long on the Twilight stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, do you have any closing comments, thoughts before we move off of Twilight? Did we meet uh, your goals? Did we meet your I goals? Have, yeah. I have my third goal, which is an emotional roller coaster, which I would like to end with saying that even though I like the movies and I liked the books, and I'm probably going to read all of them again, including the one that just came out like two weeks ago, eventually, <laughs> this is a terrible series and nobody should really like try to revisit them, especially if you haven't read the books and just don't revisit the movies. Because the reason why I hated the books at the very end still holds up for my reason behind it. And that is because, spoiler alert, Jacob Black imprints on a baby. Yeah. And it is known that they will eventually be mates throughout that whole thing. And it is terrible and disgusting and it doesn't make any sense. And anybody that tries to like explain that it's like well it's really brotherly at first it's like yeah but it's still gross and at the end of at the uh, so i agree with you the fifth movie <laughs> it's terrible it, the fifth movie 
is fun. Like it's it yeah, is like it is fun. They they just are done with like a lot of the like romantic nonsense. It's mm-hmm. all like we need Dude, to... Bella is a badass. Yeah. In they're book just like five, we're gonna have or a... it's our movie five. It's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have a big fight. So let's gather up all our cool friends and like let's fight these like dumb vampires. And like other than the the imprint stuff, which is extremely weird. It's so weird. And you know like people who are like, oh it's like brotherly, they're kind of together yeah. at the end of the movie. No, yeah, and anybody who argues that it's brotherly, even though, like, the, like the movie, maybe in the book it may have been less creepy, even though it was still really creepy. In the movie, like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's really brotherly. And then at the end, Jacob, after the fight and everything, is just kind of, like, so, like, turns to Edward and is like, should I start calling you dad? This child is still a child. <laughs> She's still like, a, child a small child. Out. She has not, like, physically like gotten older to the point where she's like of legal age, like she's physically she's still a nine yeah. <laughs> or like the actress who yeah. plays her is I think nine or 10. Right. And like, it's so she's creepy in real, like in real time, like six months old. Yes. Or yeah, she's very young. It's yeah. so messed up. So if you have a reason to hate Troy, that should definitely be one of them. <laughs> um, Liza, let's go to you first. A rating for the for Twilight New God. Moon, do we have to out of uh, out of five of Jacob's bad wigs? How many bad wigs would you give New Moon? Oh, what I was gonna say about the bad wigs is that I truly think they hired a ham. They they like bought a hammy down from Legolas from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> and just dyed it black and then called it a day. Um, they were like, it's. It's like 75% off. Let's just get yeah, it. Good. Flop on his head. Um, I would, I, I can't, I cannot give it, I, I'm going to give it a zero. I'm sorry. It, like, honestly, Whoa. when, when, if I ever have children, don't matter the gender, if they become preteens or teenagers and they want to watch these movies, um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, <laughs> I it's like to. scares that those are the parts of parenting that scare the bejesus out of me because it's like if you tell your kid to not do it, gonna they're definitely do gonna fucking do it, especially if they have any of my genes. So then it's like, go ahead, do it, but then they're watching it and you have to watch it again. Like, what? This is torture. Um. Anyway, thanks for coming over to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> taylor what would you give twilight new moon out of uh five bad wigs uh, i think if you watch twilight new moon by itself it's zero for sure <laughs> if you watch twilight new moon while watching the rest of the movies it's one bad wig and if you watch twilight new moon in context of the rest of the series and you've read the book it's still a one <laughs> <laughs> it's um, pretty bad i am going to yeah i think it's it's somewhere between a zero and a one it it there is almost nothing redeemable about new moon it's extremely bad yeah, the characters bad. are all horrible <laughs> to each other uh, yeah it's the and like liza you were saying about the uh the the spider monkey thing from the first movie that like somebody was just like we need some levity what do you guys think about this spider monkey line there's just like it's so much of every character is sulking and feeling bad for themselves the entire movie. 
that there's like no like not that every movie needs some levity but it's just like there's nothing fun about new moon whereas like you know like you're saying taylor about the fifth movie it rocks because it's just like it's a bunch of people gearing up for a fight and then they have a big fight and it's cool and like that's awesome yeah and so like that is fun but watching a bunch of teenagers like run around feeling sorry for themselves and like you know oh, I just want to see this person one more time. Ugh. It's just like... Let me almost kill myself yeah. in order to see them. It's so heavy and melodramatic and not good at doing either of mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, somewhere between a zero and a one on the... It, uh, just, yes. And just one last thing that I do have in my notes that I, it does feel like a lot of the movie is like glamorizing teen suicide and i think that's a whole other layer of fucked upness about the movie there might be nothing about that in the book but between her like jumping off a cliff and there and like riding motorcycles really fast without helmets and like chasing that adrenaline bullshit is like scary and like (laughs) made me very uncomfortable yeah, the, when she that gets they on, like made money off of that kind of story. One thing that was really shocking to me, I sorry, I know we're talking about this a lot, but like the one thing that happened in that movie that was like very shocking to me more than the rest of it was when Bella gets on the back of a random dude's motorcycle. Oh, who's creepy as fuck, and just goes with him. Like I think I remember listening to y'all talking about Eclipse, and I think Andrew, you were like. Wondering why does Anna Kendrick's character have this weird shade towards Bella? Like yeah. that scene is why. That's why. <laughs> and like it's funny because like she doesn't just leave. Like she waits for Bella yeah, to yeah. like go on this motorcycle adventure, and she's just like standing there with these like theoretically near these like other older weird bikers. And it's cool. just well, like, honestly, in that situation, and... as a young girl, like what do you do? Yeah. You just saw your friend on a motorcycle with someone you're like ah uh, uh, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll, uh. <laughs> I guess I'll just it's really that was really messed up I was like this is not this is not good yeah it was very <laughs> this weird. is that was theoretically the most dangerous thing she could have done out of everything right yeah uh, uh, including jumping off of a cliff yes statistically right. that was definitely the most dangerous thing she did yes. um Liza are you ready for the surprise prize yes hit me let a cup let's yeah uh, let's hit it, Spider Monkey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fernando. Thank you for inviting us into the surprise place, Fernando. Can you hear the drums? Liza, with the upgrade to my equipment. I would like to represent to you. Is this Green Day? Liza, are you ready? <laughs> it's a throwback and a throwback. That's what are we right. playing? Russian dolls? Liza, are you ready to play with Taylor a round of Is This Green Day? Is Taylor good at Green Day? Do you like them? Uh, I think I said that I probably couldn't identify if something was Green Day, but I could probably identify if something wasn't Green Day. <laughs> so maybe we'll see. <laughs> All right. Cool. Here we go. Here's your first song of Is oh gosh, This so out of practice. Green Day? Not Green Day. <laughs> this is Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. 
that was a that was a little fun. Wow, I was having a little that fun. That was really fast. I was thinking, oh, it's it's well played bass. It must not be Green Day. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> All right. That like took me an extra second to actually hear what you said. <laughs> Here we go. Thoughts so far. Yeah, I love this song. Liza, you think this is Green Day? Yeah. Taylor? She's just singing. We lost her. <laughs> Taylor, what do you think? Is this Green Day or not? No, I don't think so. It is, it is in fact, not Green Day. It is Bowling for Soup. Yeah. And the song is 1985. Did you just make that title up? <laughs> no. That is the. I used to love that song. Oh. I haven't heard that song in so long. I, Bowling for Soup? Yes. It I was had, their one hit. I had so much fun putting together this <laughs> well, playlist because these are all songs I used to listen to. And I was just like, oh, this song. Oh, yeah. So I also used to love that song. And had oh, my gosh. All right. Next song. <laughs> what is this? Oh, yes. Liza, did you guess? No, it's not Green Day because it's too much like ska. Taylor, this is Green Day. This is Green Day. It is? is yeah, it's definitely Green Day. How many albums did they make? Oh, they made they so many. They had a ska album? Didn't they? They made so many albums. Yeah. Do they still make music? I think so. I think there was... Uh, I think so. There was a group of albums that I was like, I lost track of Green Day a long time ago, but I was looking through their discography and Me I was like, too. they're still making music. That's interesting. I feel like I only know one Green Day song. And I think from that one song, I can probably identify that guy's voice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, same. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. Liza, what do you think? You're also, like, on the video, you are, like, completely in the dark, so I can't even see your facial expression. I know. I'm too far from the light. Um, maybe not. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, it's Green Day. Taylor? This is not Green Day. It is indeed is not Blink Green 182? Day. It's Blink-182. It's <laughs> Blink-182. I like this game. I'm about hair. Game. <laughs> Taylor, he, Taylor. Ta- he talked about hair, like, line two. I was like, it must be them. Because they talked about hair? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's a thing. There, I, I forgot pull, that. Pull up some Green Day lyrics. There's the word hair in the first paragraph. 
I guarantee you. The the paragraph of the sonnet of uh, Green Day <laughs> lyrics that uh, that okay here we. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. I I think this is Green Day. Is this really either really early or really late? <laughs> Taylor, you are right. It is Green Day. Liza, you what are the zero. Fuck? zero for I, I think the six? more I play, the more I get confused. You're I think good. it's just like not helping me. When we did the lyrics edition where I just let, read lyrics, you rocked it. But like hearing Green Day, it's like... <laughs> It all sounds like the same bowl of bowling of soup, you know. <laughs> um, it's middle Green Day, I think. Like, oh, is I it middle? Okay. I, like, I think it came off of American Idiot, which was like early. Oh, interesting. Two thousand. Okay. But yeah, let's do one more. Are you, Liza, you're gonna you're gonna get this one. I I I can feel it in my bones. You're gonna get this one. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you guys are mocking me no. now. <laughs> no. Oh, I've heard this. That doesn't mean I know, but I've heard it. <laughs> you have heard it. It sounds like the rock star thing. Green Day? No, is it the same people that do a uh, hey now, you're a rock star? <laughs> <laughs> it is, is it? It's not Smash Mouth, um, but it oh. is also not Green Day. So, yeah. Liza, you did get that right. That was some 41. Oh, yay, I win. Nice. You find, <laughs> Liza, you win. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter that Taylor was right every other time. No. I won one, one right. time, that means I win. Yeah, you got one right. I can get behind that. Uh, I was pretty nervous about is this Green Day because I was worried, but I guess I had an inkling I might be good at it. <laughs> it turns out you were 100% good at it. Yeah, yeah I, I, all this is telling me is that Andrew and I had very similar tastes in music that is, at some point in our lives. At some point, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did notice you on the video just bobbing along and just listening to the music at a certain point. Yeah. And so I I was similarly doing that earlier today where I was just like, these songs are good. Like I, I had yeah. good taste at a certain point. After the first like two is... or, after the first like two or three where I was like, Oh yes, or oh no. I was like, Taylor, shut up. Just, <laughs> just be quiet just and just it. like let just let it play for a little while before you open your fat mouth. <laughs> I think this is where we differ the most. You and me? Yeah. Is like that sort of music? Music in general. Just music in general? Yeah. I think, I don't know. We both like ABBA. 
That's true, but that's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> uh, well, Taylor, thank you for joining us for this Twilight discussion. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me talk about Twilight for uh, like an hour, there, or however long it was. Is there anything you would like to plug or impart to people as as we end the episode? Uh, I would like to encourage everybody to get off of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. That's a very yes. <laughs> yeah, everybody get off. Stop posting your photos. You're doing free labor. <laughs> I'm here to radicalize all of your listeners. <laughs> That's good. I'm we the, the silence is only because we we agree with you. Yeah. So why don't we move on to plugging our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Eliza? Uh- <laughs> yes. For the few minutes that you're gonna allow yourself this beautiful, beautiful treat of tweeting and posting <laughs> your pictures for free labor or you don't post anything and instead so you go to on our accounts which right. are let us let us be the dummies who post the stuff on the accounts <laughs> you can go to twitter at tbts school you can go to instagram at throwback to school and the facebook that never gets updated because who fuck facebook oh but facebook also owns instagram so who cares um at throwback to school on facebook as well and, of course, get bonus episodes at our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. That's right. And thanks, uh, everybody. You don't have to post anything on Patreon. You, you just have to participate. Just have to give money. <laughs> just give me money. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Money, we'll, please. We will see you tomorrow. Yes, yeah, see you tomorrow, y'all. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye, y'all. Bye.